Hello, this is Pat Callahan, the insurance elephant calling from near Buffalo, New York, about 5,300 miles from Lagos. I enjoy listening to the InsureTech business series without a demolo loco because it proves that even though we are thousands of miles different, the insurance business is not that much different. The concepts and topics that are covered on the uh, InsureTech business series, not they could be handled the same way right here in uh, Western New York State. So listen in. It's a great podcast, great global and local guests, and it just proves it's a small world for insurance. Hello, everybody. It's been an awesome weekend. I trust that you had a fantastic one. I did. and Oh, yeah. I have, um, I don't know if it's supposed to be like an announcement or it's just an exciting news for me. We're going to be a discussant at the Chartered Insurance Institute of Nigeria this coming week. And Whoa, it's, nice. you know, really exciting for me to, you know, talk about digitization in the insurance industry and, you know, the future of insurance. I, I would love to share the paper as soon as we're done with the conference. It would be interesting to have that conversation but this is the news for me and i'm really excited to do this once again what about you damola how's your uh, weekend been i hope it has been good i'm happy for you i'm happy i'm happy to know you the privilege <laughs> so I'm, 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 it's great that you you're doing this i mean you you flatter me thinking that <laughs> I know that you have you have you have one fantastic upcoming event that you are obviously going to be a part of, and I'm here wondering, okay, for my role model, you know. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm happy that you're doing this, and I mean, it's testament to the amazing work that you are doing and the kind of impact that you're already making. So I mean, kudos that we are doing that we are doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, it's time for my own news. Yes. <laughs> yes. Drum roll. <laughs> yeah, later this week I'm going to be joining a podcast conversation with some amazing friends in America. I'm going to be joining Spot on Insurance podcast. Funny enough, it was one of the podcasts that I I, I, I listened to when we wanted to start off, and you know, it really gave me some motivation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as to how we're going to do our podcast, the kind of uh, engagements that we'll have. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so they, they really helped in, in shaping that. So it's, it's a huge pleasure that I'm going to be, you know, featured on that uh, very popular. How, how does that make you feel? I'm just happy to get an opportunity to share the African perspective, right, to yeah. the insurance industry and, you know, to share um, a lot of things that uh, we've uh, found out, or, you know, during the course of, you know, our running this podcast, you know, and uh, what we've learned, what we've seen in the market, you know, the opportunities are there, really, and how people mm-hmm. are taking advantage of them. And, you know, definitely, you know, technology has a role to play. And so we are beginning to see that, you know, mobile technology specifically can do a lot when you are yeah. looking at the emerging yes. markets. Right. So yes. yeah, I'm happy about that conversation. And, you know, to Congratulations. See yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Talking about digital transformation, which brings me to the fact that our guest 
for this episode is um, someone who is also very passionate about digital transformation in in the insurance space so much that he also even has a YouTube channel that is dedicated to discussing and addressing digitization in that space. You know, uh, most of the conversation has been how to partner upcoming insurtech businesses or startup. You know how to how how to integrate with all of these um, processes, how to integrate with other applications and all of that. So, um, is is someone who is obviously very knowledgeable about digitization in the insurance industry, and um, his name is Frederick. And um, we hope that it, I mean, of course, the conversation is actually going to you know spur more um, conversations about digitization in in africa digitization in um, um in the world globally generally yeah um frederick bisbeard yeah i think i, I got, yeah i think i got his name right and yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I always pride myself on getting people's name because I, I don't like them getting my name wrong. So that's why I just say, just say Kamala, right? So Frederick is, is, is a thought leader in the space, you know, when it comes to digital transformation, especially when, when you are talking about the insurance industry. And he's been doing that for a, for a number of years. And, you know, he's currently, you know, in the UAE and, Doing a lot of amazing work um, in that space, and funny enough, you know, when we were speaking with him mm-hmm. some weeks ago, he was actually uh, at No Takafu. In between then and now, he has moved uh, to another. Of course, I mean, if you understand your onions, you'll be, yeah. I mean, sought after. Yeah, definitely. So congratulations to him anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he's ED of digitalization at uh, Daman National Health Insurance uh, Company right now in the UAE. So, so I mean, we had a very interesting conversation and I'm sure that a lot of us would learn many things about digital transformation that the insurance industry needs to you know, take, take advantage of. And also... Um, you know, talking about uh, Takaful insurance as well, you know, you said some really interesting things about the benefits of, you know, that Takaful can bring to, you know, insurance, you know, for Africa, especially when you are looking at the emerging markets. So, yeah. All right. So, um, we'll take a short break. And after that, we'll be having a conversation with Frederick. Don't go anywhere. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Yeah, it's happy to have you. Uh, So how are you doing today? I'm very good. I'm enjoying that the winter is coming here in the UAE. So uh, the weather is just super nice outside and the sun is shining. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great. Uh, So how long have you called the UAE home now? I've been uh, in the Middle East for seven years uh, and the first six years I was working primarily out of Qatar, Doha, Qatar. Okay. But I was, running, I, was running, I was running a business in the UAE as well, so I've been traveling to the UAE for the last seven years. But, but I've been living here permanently for a year and a half now. Oh, great. Can you tell us a bit about, about yourself and who is Frederick Bisbeer? 
Yeah, that, 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 that's a good question. I, I, I guess you can say that um, I, I define myself as a business developer. I've been, okay. I've been building businesses my whole life. Uh, I've been part of large organizations where I've run uh, business units and I've been part of small organizations that have literally started from scratch. Uh, I've always been building businesses using digital. So either the, the businesses we build have been digital innovators or when, when I've been part of large organizations, then we've we've built or developed these organizations by um, redesigning and redefining the way that you do business using digital. So I've done that for, for around 25 years all over the world and now the last seven years here in the Middle East. I guess you can say the last 10, 12 years of, of this time I've been uh, in the insurance industry. So I've, I have uh, first-hand experience on, on transforming in insurance companies from being, I guess you can say, slow-moving uh, incumbent to, to a little more nimble, fast-moving uh, challengers. So, um, and that's, of course, a big task because most insurers are, because of their, their legacy, um, a, a little slow moving, right? So, so there's a lot of things mm. to do. But, but that that is that is me and, and what I'm working on at the moment. Um, okay, talking about, um, I mean, what you've contributed. I know that you currently work with, you know, Nortaka for, as well as the digital insurance. And I know that um, going through the history of, you know, Nortaka for, I realized that as at last year, 2019, they won the best Takafu insurance in Dubai. Could this be as a result of your contribution or, you know, most of the digitized processes now in Nortakafo? Nortakafo is, is on a journey to be digitized completely. When I joined, um, the, the journey was not really started, but but now it's, it's fully ongoing. And I think at the moment, 25 plus processes are being being digitized to, to make the company even more nimble. And ready to win the the same award this year, next year again, of course. Uh, and and uh, what I'm doing for the digital insurer, the digital insurer is, uh, I believe, the the world's largest knowledge base on digital insurance. And I'm having the I'm having the the title of head of the MENA region for the digital insurer, where where I'm obviously taking part of the, the region's digital insurance development. But I'm also I'm also um, a part of developing or a launch we launched it here in January the the first MBA in digital insurance mm-hmm. which I'm very proud of so so I'm, I'm a lecturer in a lot of the lessons there where it's, it's obviously a, a virtual education but we launched it as I said in, in January and we are already on, on cohort number three so it's it's vastly successful and, and super interesting to being a part of Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adebo Ali Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsurTech Business Series and stay updated. That's quite interesting to hear. And I mean, uh, delving uh, a little bit more into, I mean, no Takaful, right? Uh, looking at, I mean, Takaful insurance generally, I mean, what, what, what role do you think that, uh, you know, 
Takafu really can play in improving, especially in you know in this part of the world in in Africa, right, where the level of penetration you know is quite low. What role do you think that I mean Takafu can play in improving um, penetration of insurance and getting more people to take up insurance? Uh, to be honest, the the, the concept of Takafu insurance is that whatever is left of premiums that hasn't been used for administration and claims at the end mm. of the year is being distributed back to the to the customers. Mm. And and I haven't to to be honest that there are not many Takaful companies who does this at scale. Mm. So so customers they typically choose a Takaful company simply because of their belief because they're Muslim mm. want to mm. make sure that it's it's uh, it's compliant what they're doing. I think mm. if Takaful has to go you know outside the Islamic world you will have to focus much more on on this mutuality, on this that yes, if we have 200 left, then we will distribute mm. 200 amongst our customers, and we will actually mm. because not many operators they do that today. So so if if Takap mm. is going to be to be more uh, accepted, I would I would think then then you would need to 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 build that into into the concept to, to a larger extent than you do today, and maybe even. Move a little away from calling. Of course, you have to call it takaful, but but maybe not emphasize it so much because a lot of non-Muslims they 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 mm. really believe that takaful is not for them. They think only Muslims can have takaful insurance, which which is not correct. I think okay. it's it's a question of how you brand it, and it's a question of, of attracting customers to this new reality where you're actually paying some money back at the end of the year. Mm. I need to ask a question um, about what you just said. We have people question Takaful in Nigeria, and um, you know a lot of people that purchase conventional insurance often wondered why would I go ahead and you know, invest in Takaful? Why would I buy um, Takaful insurance when I could just go ahead and buy? So, how exactly have you been able to deal with some of this yeah, I, challenging? Yeah, I think it's a very good question, right? Because if if you if you don't want to buy insurance for religious reasons, then I mean, why would you buy Takaful? And and then it can only be competing on exactly the same as, as conventional insurers are mm. competing on. You cannot, there's nothing else, right? Unless you do this uh, mutuality. I mean, mm. because the foundation of, of Takaful business is um, is based on, on the Islamic triple bottom line, which is focusing mm. on, on people, the planet and profit. Profit in the sense that it's, it's money goes back to the people. But mm. and and for me, it's 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 a very worthy cause, and you you could create a Takaful company based on on that brand value. But I haven't I haven't really seen it done yet, to be honest. Okay. But that, that would be one way of differentiating yourself. Mm. Uh, with the pandemic, right? I mean, we see we've seen we saw um, around the world where you know a lot of insurers were you know going on to return premiums. You know, some part of the premiums, the car insurance premiums, uh, to their customers, you know, because I mean, yeah. uh, these customers were not using their cars during the lockdown, right? And so, I mean, that's an element to it, right? Uh, and you know, that that really just uh, tells of the fact that a lot of things, I mean, especially with the pandemic, would definitely uh, begin to change. And speaking of that kind of change, you know, there are a lot of talks around you know digitization and digital transformation. I mean. Digital transformation is, is a buzzword around the world in insurance yeah. right now. You know, yeah. Is it is it is it a real deal or is it just hype? 
Oh, that's that's a fabulous question. It's um, it's both, right? <laughs> it's in the sense that if you want to survive in the future as an insurance company, mm. you cannot survive with the with the existing legacy systems and the existing slow-moving uh, processes and bureaucracy that that mm. I would I would dare to say 99% of all insurers they have. So you you need to do something, and that something you need to do is. But you say yourself the buzzword digital transformation. I also think it's a it's a buzzword. For me, it's it's just a question of 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 redesigning the way that you work in in, in the company, but using digital to redesign it. So so you do it one process at a time. It could be from from quote to claim in in car insurance process, for example. Then you digitize mm. that, and then you can take your your LPO process and digitize or your claims payment process, but you do mm. it one or two processes at a time so you don't rip the carpet away under the people in the insurance company. So so I think you, you need to do it, but you also need, need to get away from the buzzword and just, you know, roll up your sleeves and start working on, on your processes because that's, that's all it takes. Uh, digitize and optimize your processes and you're very well on your way to, um, to, to a newer, smarter insurer. Uh, I know that you mentioned in um, one of the YouTube channels, one of the YouTube videos rather, about, you know, digital transformation done right. And from what you said now in terms of building up processes digitally, um, what would you rather advise? I, I know that, I mean, there's been a lot of questions around whether to build in-house or buy those applications so what exactly would you advise the, the advice will, will be depending on the situation but what, what i can say is that the markets will will continue to move and fluctuate really really fast uh, following the pandemic mm. and you you are responsible for creating a, a company that is capable of of fluctuating or moving fast and flexible with the markets otherwise you won't uh, continue to make money because uh, so so when when you're looking at build versus buy, I think that it's in the fewest cases where you have the time and the luxury to build it yourself because it takes longer time. It's mm. more difficult. There's more errors. Um, so so I don't I don't think you have the time in most cases. So so it is a question of of buying from more or less ready-made modules that you can make work for you. Uh, mm. but what you should build is is most probably the what you can call the middleware between your, your core database system and, and the front end with, with, that the customers is using. This middleware is where you connect everything with each other. And if you have a strong middleware, then it's fairly easy to, to connect these you know, ready-made solutions. And then if you can do that, you're also capable of changing your company quite fast with, with the changes in the market. That's, that's quite interesting. And you, many of times you don't have the time to build, right? And definitely, if you are going to be leveraging more of of taking up ready-made solutions and adapting it to your reality, right? It means that you be uh, insurance companies will be looking to you know partner a lot more and reach out a lot more, uh, you know, and things like that, right? So this, I mean, partnering uh, has not been kind of like a strong point uh, for the insurance industry um, prior to now, you know, things are changing. The way you, you, you have to sell your products now 
uh, has, has to change. You know, a lot of talks around, you know, building ecosystems or being a part of ecosystems, right? So how how revolutionary can you know that concept, you know, you know, being a part of ecosystems or or creating your own ecosystems, like you see in Zinga and, and and some other insurance companies in in Asia. Now you mentioned them yourselves, right? Pinga uh, mm-hmm. and and the other very really big players, and and they are mm-hmm. big and strong enough to build their own ecosystem. And again, 90% is not 95% of all insurers in the world. They don't have that power. Mm. So, so I think they they should actually not try to build an ecosystem, but instead recreate or redesign their their products and the way they work with ecosystems. So it's very very easy to participate in an ecosystem because mm. the easier it is to plug and play into an ecosystem, the bigger the chances are that this ecosystem will accept you. I, I, don't, I don't think that there is a room for uh, for many ecosystems in the world. It's, it's kind of like the, the the winner takes all in, in ecosystems because mm-hmm. you're not going to use two different Amazons or two different Googles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is kind of the same here. Uh, you see some ecosystems around you, your your personal life, which which which, which will cover everything, right? And, and yeah. I, I don't think many insurers they have the power to do that in, in a comprehensive way. So so my my advice would be be as as flexible as nimble as you can in the way that you develop uh, your your system, so you can actually participate in the ecosystems. That's that that's that's the way I would stay forward. But it's very important to partner. I mean, uh, the partnership distribution channels in my world, mm. in my opinion, is is the way forward. And if you look at um, I mean, what uh, Amazon in, in India, right, in partnering with with Aco Insurance and yeah. sell car insurance, you know, via their platform. What what do you see about that that uh, kind of partnership? I mean, you mentioned you know being a part of that ecosystem, the the you know Amazon ecosystem, and and selling insurance in that space. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I'm talking about, right? Mm. This this is where you need to be capable of partnering with them. Otherwise, mm. it's never going to work, right? Yeah. So, so you, you need to be able to have a back, back-end system, so to speak, that can, that can cope with that. The only other alternative that you have is to um, is to create a niche products uh, and then sell okay. that directly. Otherwise, I mean, Amazon, they will come. And you see, if, if, if you're staying in car insurance, then you'll see that uh, that Tesla and, and other car manufacturers, they're actually starting to offer their own insurance, right? So the only thing you can do there is make sure that that you may have a better insurance product that that you can embed into that solution with the with, with the manufacturer. Uh, I think you you as an insurer must think distribution partnerships in the future, not not uh, only focus on trying to go direct or, or through brokers alone. Okay, so how do you think that this is going to affect? I mean, aside from even the tobacco food industry, generally insurance industry. Now that you have fintech or insurtech organization coming up and they are getting right the distribution channels as opposed to what the insurance big insurance companies are supposed to do how exactly do you think most of this partnership play out okay so i know that i have a bigger distribution channel and i have wider um customer space like amazon mentioned by damola you know, and um, do you think that they would overtake the market space, or you think that there's just again like they've partnered with the insurance company, or over time these guys are probably going to take over the insurance? I think it's, uh, it's important that the insurance industry take a take a step back and and do a, a realistic assessment of their own mm. products, because to to be very frank, nobody they want to buy insurance. 
<laughs> it's a product that nobody wants, honestly, mm-hmm. because you, you you buy it. It's, it's a product you buy that you hope you will never use, right? Mm-hmm. And and if if you ever going to use it, then it's because something unfortunate has happened. So so it's just it's mm-hmm. just not a product that you really want. And and when when you're looking at such a product. Then the only thing you can do as an insurance company is is to make it as simple and as hassle-free as possible to buy that product. I see in the future that that insurance will be no touch. It will be a value-added service to another product. Uh, So I think uh, they they, they have to get used to that their product will be sold as an add-on to a TV or to a car or to a travel or to a, you know, to to a furniture purchase or a house or whatever. So so the customers don't have the hassle. It's simply part of the package that they buy. I, I, I really think that's the future because people, they don't want to shop around for, for insurances if, if they do that, mm. that they get a good value with, with the product that they're buying. Mm. So, so mm. insurers, they, they have to, to think into how do we how do we create a system and products that, that are easy to partner with, you know, products that people are interested in buying. Mm. It's interesting that you you mentioned that, right? Because I know that in one of your your uh, YouTube videos, you know, you mentioned something about getting rid of the board, you know, or something like that, you know. And and to a good extent, a lot of this digital transformation and the change in mindset really it cannot start from the bottom. It has to be from the top. It has to be a strategic um, um, outlook and say, hey, we need to change. We need to change how we approach our business, how we sell our business transform our processes and things like that from your experience i mean working with uh, with new for right now what are some of the key strategies or or, or mindset changes that really has helped new for today i mean best insurance brand of the year what are some of those uh, key strategies or, or you know mindset changes that has helped the your company to you know, to be as successful as it is right now especially in the uae I think it, it, it's very much a will to doing it mm. from from the whole management team. That mm. means that when when everybody they wants to to do the change, it will also happen. If you have a management team where, where a few are not interested in doing the change, I can guarantee you it won't happen successfully. It may happen, but mm. but people will not really be fully using whatever you've changed, which means that it will never work to the full extent. So in 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 my world. It is, it is very much a question of spending a lot of time making key stakeholders understand and want the change. So it's, it's not enough that you just tell we're going to do this because otherwise we're going to die. I mean, this is a, mm-hmm. a, a strong motivator, but if people don't understand mm-hmm. it or feel it, they still won't be motivated mm-hmm. to change because remember that we're talking about change and when you talk about change, you're talking about humans and the yeah. most difficult thing in the world to change, that is humans, right? So mm. it is a question of spending a lot of time talking to, to the people and, and making them see their new role in the change and making them want to change. That That is one of the key success uh, factors, I would say. We're not um, getting rid of the people as opposed to fear in the market. So they, you know, digitization would no, no. send a lot of people Oh, the absolutely not. Uh, but but one one thing that that you have to be aware of, which which also sounds a little direct and, and hard, maybe when when you start changing a company, when you start changing processes, then 
the jobs mm. the jobs will no longer be there but you will still need people for other things because you will need people to run the digitization initiatives you will need the people to build the new world of the insurance company you will, so you will need the people but you will need people in another role which means that you have the mm. time and money on reskilling educating mm-hmm. which that is mm. important to understand. Mm. So, mm. so I, I wouldn't say as, as as a net, you won't see a, a huge reduction in people in a company that, that that you transform, but you will see a huge change in what the people are doing, and and the the, the new roles of the people is is this reskilling, reeducation, so they they can work with the company to build the future and and to increase their sales and profits. Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Wella Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsurTech Business Series, where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. Uh, you shared a post sometime uh, and it was about the fundamental skills of you know intentional learning and the career advantage like you said by the time you start changing all of this uh, digital transformation and things like that some jobs will definitely be lost right uh, but yeah. then the people that are going to be needed need to be reskilled they need the, the skills of today are not what are going to be needed for tomorrow's work right nope. so uh, yeah so where where does um digital insurer coming in all of this and, and what kind of opportunities you know lie in that space you know for example you know where you know a lot of the principles and things that we know about insurance has been how it has been you know there's not so much uh, knowledge you know, about uh, digitized insurance and 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 things like that you know a lot of people are writing books now and i mean we'll talk about your book uh, later on yeah, but what kind of vacuum exists there and what, what role do you think that means? For example, uh, the digital insurer is playing. I'm glad you used the word vacuum because I think there is a vacuum between what um, what you're taught in, in, the, in, in the schools about mm. services and insurance services mm. and mm. insurance theory and, and the real world. And, and that's, mm. that's why I'm, I'm proud of being part of the digital insurer because I actually feel with um, with this MBA we've created, we we are at least closing some of the gaps that are between what you what, what you learn in the school and and what you need to know when, when you get into mm-hmm. the world. So, mm-hmm. so that's that's extremely important because the world is moving really really fast, and and the traditional mm-hmm. uh, education has not kept up with this. Has not kept up. With mm-hmm. So, so I think the digital insurer is, is and, and and other institutions that, that are focusing on on reskilling or reeducating insurance professionals. I think it's necessary because it, it's it's difficult to get the established uh, schools to to change their curriculum fast enough uh, to the world. So so I think you will see a split in the the established schools. They will they will still teach the basics, the core basics that we need to know in order to do our jobs, but then you will need mm. to take the, the next step in your education, so to speak, by by connecting mm. something uh, that, that changes more frequent, more rapidly with, with the market changes, like the digital insurer and what have you. Mm. Can you uh, tell us a bit about your book? Again, in, in my experience, the, the, there, is, there is no education, there is no books about how to do it. 
there are a lot of books about what you should do and how you figure out uh, what to do. But but right now, as of today, there is no book that A, takes COVID and the pandemic into consideration and B, mm. actually takes you by the hand and leads you from, you know, choosing what kind of insurance constructs your company should have and actually implementing it. You know, mm. simple guide, no high-flying uh super smart words or anything it's, it's it's a practical guide to how do we how do we actually change our incumbent insurance company step by step to become a more agile um, and, and nimble insurer that mm. can react with the market changes so so that's why i wrote it because that that's that I, i have experience in this for you know the last 20 25 years and uh, and i can see especially the insurance industry right now is is in great need of of some manual if you like like this mm. i think before we let you go um i know that uh, people that are probably listening to this conversation but for me i'm, I'm particularly interested especially for digital insurance mba and it would be important for people to know how they can sign up to that then also um for your book if people could actually get you know the link to purchase in the book uh, the, the the website of the book is is the same title as the book and it's called insurancenext.org so the, it, it should mm-hmm. be fairly simple so the title mm-hmm. of the book is insurancenext and then .org and that's that's where right now if you go there you can you can sign up to be reminded when it's um, when it's released on Amazon and 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 also If, if you want to know more about the MBA, then the easiest thing is actually to to go to Google and then write the digital insurer, and then you'll be taken to the website, and that's that's where you can find more information. That's great. It was it was a pleasure uh, speaking with you, and uh, we look forward to to reading your book. Really, uh, um, I mean, we've had uh, Rob Galbraith on, on on our show. We yeah. had um, Brian Fauci. Brian, yes. So, and we also had Gilad Chai. You know, so uh, those yeah. are some people that have contributed into to the knowledge base of you know, especially the more progressive insurance yeah. that we're having yeah. today. This is a pleasure speaking with you, and well done with what you're doing. And we definitely will be in touch and continue this conversation. Thank you. Thank again. you very much. A very, very interesting discussion. So, so thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hello and welcome to the news update. My name is Opeoluwa. The headlines: Tencent applies for insurance license. Nigeria FinTech Week kicks off. InsurTech Business Series Conference to hold in November. Now the details. Tencent applies for reinsurance license. Chinese technology conglomerate Tencent is said to be pursuing a reinsurance license in China following the huge success of their insurance platform WeShow, which was launched in 2017. As of December 2019, Wishow was reported to have attracted 25 million policy holders. This scale was possible because they leveraged popular social messaging app WeChat and partnership with global insurers and reinsurers in order to directly offer customers personalized insurance products as well as other financial services. 
Nigeria Fintech Week kicks off. The Nigeria Fintech Week 2020 NFW 2020, organized by Fintech Association of Nigeria, holds virtually from the 2nd to the 6th of November 2020. This year, the organizers are seeking to engage the finance and technology industry on conversations around the theme. Evolving Economic Disruption Fintech as a Solution The event would feature speakers from within and outside the financial services space, local and international thought leaders, and also provide an opportunity for startups to pitch their idea during the demo day. Kindly visit NigeriaFintechWeek.org to register and attend. InsurTech Business Series Conference to hold in November. The first ever InsurTech Business Series Conference in Nigeria is set to hold on the 27th of November 2020 at 10 a.m. with the theme Innovation and Partnerships for Sustainable Insurance. The event, which will be held virtually, will feature top speakers and professionals in the insurance industry within and outside Africa. According to the organizers, this event aims to serve as a window into the African and Nigerian markets. We also want to use this to facilitate partnership and collaborations, as well as encourage innovative mindsets as the industry looks to imbibe technology and attract the emerging markets. Visit InsurTech Business Series page on LinkedIn for more information. And that's all on the news updates. Now back to Damola and Folumi. Hi, InsurTech Business Series. Thank you for the good work that you're doing. Your podcasts are always interesting, thought-provoking, and educational. I am Ines, and I'm following you from Johannesburg, South Africa. All right, welcome back. Um, I'm sure you must have enjoyed that conversation. It was super interactive. Takafu is one part of... Nigeria that is still boarding. I think we just have two in Nigeria. That's um, Cornerstone Takafu and Jais, if I'm very correct. And um, I think there's, there's, there's new Takafu as well in Nigeria. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's still um, like an emerging market. People haven't exactly explored you know, the benefits of Takafu. Mm. There's just this general perception that it's meant for Muslims. In yeah, Rome, which, yeah, yeah. But it was interesting how, you know, Frederick uh, spoke about it and that, yes, that's 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 the main idea behind it, but the core concepts are some are things that are generally uh, beneficial to people. And, and those are some things that if Takafu insurance companies are able to play up, you know, you can attract people, mm-hmm. people outside of that religious space. affiliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that space. So I'm also quite uh, keen on, on reading his book as well. You know, so uh, th- that's one thing that also jumped out for me during the conversation about the hard work yeah. that was to putting together the book and just you know putting together a practical way of actually going about digital transformation. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to 
to to read the book and and, and as usual, I always like a, an autograph copy. Uh, anywhere it is, we'll make it happen. Honestly, yeah. I think we're probably going to have a book review for some of the, you know, speakers we've had on our yeah, podcast. Yeah, like, absolutely, um, definitely. Rob Norris, like Brian Fauci, Eunice as well. Yes, and, yes. Um, and Ila uh, Chai as yeah, well. Yeah, now, mm. yes, yes. And now, um, for Derek, it would be really nice to have, have to review their book on our podcast. Try as much as possible to break down some of the things in the book and see how we can, you know, carry on with those kind of conversations from, from yeah. here on. Yeah, it's true because, I mean, at the end of the day, these are new sets of knowledge, right? And, and yes. these are not uh, the conventional insurance that we've always known and, and things like that. And so these are uh, materials that are relevant to the now and the future, right? So it's important yeah. that, um, I mean, as, much, as many of us who are listening now, we go out there and actually learn read get some of these books uh, we can always share links to, to some of them and mm-hmm. get get them as and read them open your mind to the possibilities of technology as well of, of digital how digital creates more opportunities for the industry for the industry as a whole uh, for insurance companies or in the stakeholders in insurance space and then for even the individual i mean you, you remember that you spoke about the digital insurer you know, that they offer yeah, a yeah. program on 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 insurance and uh, digital insurance you know how digital insurance is being done you know today and things like that so it's part of of, of personal development and and creating value for yourself so that in the future you will remain relevant you know, yeah when we talk yeah. we always talk about you know the role uh, technology will come and play and that you know jobs will be will be lost and things like that but the truth of the matter is that once you have all of these skills and exposure and understanding of how this tech would come and play you will be in the forefront because you always be relevant you know because you yes. have to yourself yeah because of that knowledge yeah. that knowledge base you, yeah. you know acquired over time mm. yes all right guys thank you very much for you know listening to our podcast again I and mean, we keep saying thank you because we know that we are increasing in numbers every single day and that's because of you so again thank you so much for you know staying tuned to our podcast for listening for giving your shout outs yeah and you know um for also supporting us the best way you can also it's important that um you're aware that our conference is coming up on the 27th of this month and um, it's going to be interesting, it's going to be educative and of course we expect that um, some of the action, I mean discussions burst action items that you know would further transform the insurance industry and I don't think it's something that anyone would want to miss Mm. because we have a lot of power speakers and discussants Mm. at the conference yeah. I, I'm, I'm even excited already as I'm talking about this because yeah. <laughs> I'm really anticipating how this is going to turn out yeah and, and it's virtual so or, or, uh, everyone everyone is invited yeah it's free yeah, so we want to have a conversation Very about free. innovation and partnerships for sustainable insurance you know, and, and see how innovation can play a huge role and partnerships as well can play a huge role when it comes to insurance and you know not just insurance but sustainable insurance uh, as we go forward mm-hmm. as we target the the emerging markets 
as we look to create new products mm. for the new customers, as we look to to uh, improve uh, the market penetration, as we look to increase the trust that the, the, the people have in, in, in insurance industry, to so look to uh, create more value even for the uh, Nigerian uh, and the African uh, GDP, you know, and also mm-hmm. using, using insurance as well to pull people out of poverty. For example, you know, there, there are uh, reports on uh, the fact that in Nigerian is one major sickness away from poverty, right? So, but if there is insurance, yes. in place, when the, some of these things happen, it cushions that effect. It takes away that burden. You don't need to go into maybe eventually borrow or go and dip your money into some funds that you wanted to put somewhere. But then insurance just takes over and takes care of the bills and things like that. And you get best care. You even remember your your tweets, you know, on um, um, your recent tweets that had to do with some of the lootings that, I mean, some of the current occurrences that happened in Nigeria in terms of looting. Mm. You know, um, imagine if um, some, I mean, of course, some of those people that probably have insurance would go to bed to sleep Mm. because they have that peace of mind. Yeah. And um, the other ones who would obviously be crying now mm. are those that probably never had a risk management matrix. So mm-hmm. they never put insurance in place. Mm. So, of course, it's it's really important. And so if we're able to take insurance to that market space mm-hmm. and we're able to show them the true value of insurance, mm. you know, um, yes, that is when it becomes a sustainable insurance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and we are excited to 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 get this conversation off the ground, and we are definitely inviting everyone to be a part of it. Uh, make it a date, 27th of November. More details would we'll share on our LinkedIn page. So if you're not following us on LinkedIn, go on to follow us in Shortech Business Series. Uh, so we get all the updates via that platform. All right. Thank you very much. Um, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Take care and Bye. stay safe. Bye.